0: Welcome to Emrons podcast, episode number sixty-four. This is your host Suman Silwal.
1: So here's what I think you should think about running. I think you should think it's fun.
0: Join us to celebrate ten years of running Pinhoti One Hundred, the Western State qualifier. Visit PinhotiTrailSeries.com to learn more about the Pinhoti One Hundred. I'd like to welcome Jason Green to M Run's podcast. Jason is a founder and cult leader of uh, 80 Runner, or 80 Runner, that's what I call. Jason, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, very good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Uh, uh, tell us about, before we uh, talk more about other things, uh, tell us about your running. How, how's your running going? Is any big running plan going on for you? Uh,
1: yeah, so, you know, I always have, uh, we, uh, Yeti hosts a few races, so we have a hundred miler in um, at the end of September, and we also have our our Snake Bite in August, uh, you know, hottest race in Georgia. And and me personally, I'm uh, running Bigfoot forty miler in uh, July, and then uh, running Oregon Coast uh, shortly after. And I think Sean Blanton and I, uh, Run Bum, are going to do uh, the Trans Rockies this year. So
0: yeah i heard about trans rocky I'm very interested to run trans rocky probably one one of those one of this years I would like to run that um before we go further uh, tell us about uh, your running journey were you a runner all your life or how how does that start how does that go for you
1: so I started running in uh fifth grade and uh sixth grade uh you know joined the uh local their. School's cross country team and ran through high school. After high school, I stopped running. I've been skateboarding for about 30 years. So uh, during that time, I did some, a lot of whitewater boating and skateboarding, and running really took a back seat. And about 10 years ago, uh, I just happened to be thumbing through an article and read about someone running 50 miles in the woods, and it struck a pretty major chord with me. And I vowed to run 50 miles and and. I think 13 months later, I ran a 50 mile race. So <laughs> from from there, it it just started.
0: <laughs> so so you went uh, directly to ultra distance running uh, from running from the from as a as a young young student, I guess uh, to to run an ultra. It took a 30 years break and then run ultra ultra distance. Is that how it works, or did you go 5k, 10k?
1: I, 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 I didn't do any 5k 10k nothing i i the idea of running 50 miles through the woods uh really spoke to me i've you know i never run on a road and uh you know um you know it, it really woke me up and i you know started trying to contact people in my area that you know had run this far before and uh janice sanderson was one of those and my good friend david milner and I just would send them constant messages about how how do you run that far, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, did they think you were crazy enough to just to go that far without trying any distance? Uh, I recently met somebody did a pin Do I think, without even running a marathon or something. So, you know, you find people like that and we look kind of funny. It's like, oh, how do you do that? So, yeah, they
1: were, they were pretty accepting. I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of us have pretty much the same kind of story of how we got into this you know it's it's something that that speaks to you inside you know and drives you and uh they were willing to to tell me everything but you know they made sure that you know you, you know life gets interest after 35 miles
0: you, you know so, yeah definitely so. yeah i've done a few of those yeah, it gets interesting. I, I did jump uh, directly from, whatever, running 50k to 100 miles. So that was a story out there, how I end up doing it. But um, but yours uh, looks very interesting. And What was that first uh, first race you did back in the day? Mississippi
1: 50 miler. Okay. And I recommend that to anyone. It's in a small little town in Mississippi, and you're probably going to be crossing streams up to your waist, and it's going to be muddy. But uh once a year i always try to run a race that uh rich in history in ultra running and uh that's been around over 20 25 years and i run it and i i like uh that most of these races have kept the same vibe for those years and and i love that about about those races and i always tell newcomers and and, and veterans alike you, you know that you should make a uh a choice to run one of these races that has been around for twenty five plus years. They are extraordinary. And, and and Mississippi fifty is a great race.
0: Definitely. I have not run that race. I have heard about it. Uh one of the thing I was recommending if I ever run that race, don't don't ever use new shoes because you it may get lost.
1: <laughs> never. Never. And there's nowhere to eat out either. So you gotta bring your own food.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Tell us about uh after you ran um ran your first 50 uh, how did that journey went forward uh, was it a p- cases where you said uh, this is not my thing or like you said earlier it kind of kind of connected with you you said oh, you want to stay with it
1: yeah uh, you know it 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 just was like what what is the what what can i do now you, you know like i so much enjoy trying to teach my body to just be able to leave and go on 20 mile runs on the weekends into to places in north georgia I you know never you, you know would see otherwise and go into wilderness areas in georgia and, and just explore and be able to explore for eight ten eleven hours at a time and and so the more I did this, the more you know, and I would race some, and and then you know, but the whole goal was just to be able to go out for a full day and enjoy it.
0: Definitely, uh, you you're from Atlanta area, correct?
1: Uh, so I was born in Virginia, but I've lived in Atlanta for about fifteen years
0: now. So, um, so how 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 close is the North Georgia Mountains for you?
1: So they're about an hour forty, and. Um, so, I try to drive up, you know, every other weekend and do exploratory runs. And I live on a state park in Atlanta, Sweetwater Creek State Park. So, out my back door, you know, I have 18, 19 miles of, of trail.
0: Definitely. Yeah. That that area, I need, I'm I mean, yet to explore. You, you, I need to come by and, and, and run sometime.
1: Oh, you will love it. Yes. And, uh, every year I try to find new, new routes in, in wilderness areas and, you know, it's just a, it's just fun, you, you know, and that's what I really like about being able to run long distances is, is just to explore, you know, these these areas, these public lands that are, you know, set aside
0: for us. Tell us about you and your running journey as you moved forward. Uh, when did you decide to open up your club or 80 running? And because there there are clubs that like Guts exist yeah. in Georgia. So t- talk, talk to us about that.
1: So. Um, you know, as I ran a couple of these races, you know, as I started in ultra running, I realized that these organizations really, you know, didn't kind of fit the type of person I was. I like tattoos, I like skateboarding, and I listen to punk rock, and I like really good damn beer, you know? (laughs) Um, and, And I would run these races, and there would just be nothing afterwards, no kind of connection, and, you know, the you know people's shirts were just like just all the clothing associated with the ultra running like it it didn't fit me you know growing up and still skating for so long you know i needed something on the edge so i started yeti trail runners and i i named it after my favorite beer and my good friend dave that taught me about ultra running who looks like a yeti when his shirt's off um and when i did it sure enough i found that more and more and more people were were like me in ultra running and and you know they they were the black sheep and they didn't quite fit in and and they didn't grow up playing sports and you know they didn't necessarily think the ultra running was a sport it was something that their soul told them to do and uh you know we built this connection and uh i i started putting on races for all the people i knew and you know where the person that was dfl got the biggest award of the day you, you know and uh and just being about friends and community and 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 giving it back to the trails and and before yetis you know there really wasn't much of that on the east coast and 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 now there is and we've changed the direction of trail running in the southeast and and pretty proud of that and you know all the you know we we've kind of changed the the rules for it.
0: Definitely, the the trail running in the Southeast has changed tremendously ever since I've been running uh, trails. I think I started about 2012. I've been running since roads since 2007, 8, but trails. And I, I was a late starter even in trails. I was like you. I was not really into the trails, even though I grew up in Himalayas. That's not the thing that I did. But um, but that's interesting about Eddie because uh, we I grew up in the place where actually the Eddies are we call Eddie yeah. Eddies is yeah. <laughs> from yeah. up in Himalayas in Nepal. So yeah. so it's, it's interesting to meet a uh, uh, Eddie runner with a person who, who come from yeah. Eddie land. So
1: <laughs> yeah, so here in Georgia it's named after my big hairy friend Dave and the beer that I had that kind of changed the the course of. Uh, the way i thought about beer and you know that beer was from great divide brewing in colorado
0: definitely uh, t- uh tell us about also when you do this uh this race as i've seen uh and the pictures and uh, um that there's actually 80 runs around on, on the trail is it a part of the race you do or or, or just, know, a, just a the, randomly go ahead i
1: i can't i don't know like it just kind of happens sometimes there'll be you know a couple people and and yeti costumes, and you, you know, I I don't know what goes on. So you know, it's uh, volunteers at yeti races are
0: amazing
1: people, and they do a lot, and and you know, I they go the extra mile, and they'll put on a yeti costume on a hot day and be out there.
0: So it's, so it's not you all the time.
1: I I cannot get in it all the time. I have I I sometimes have been coaxed in it, but those those costumes are. Really hot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's already hot in Georgia it, or Alabama, so
1: that's, even in the winter, you can only last about thirty minutes in that costume. So
0: definitely building about talking about building a community um, around around what you do. Um, tell us about your community, how strong it is, and and w- what do you what do you do then? What do you do different from the other community does?
1: So the first thing that we did is I noticed that, you know, trail runners, you know, they they use a lot of these park resources and public land resources. And unlike, you know, mountain bikers are organized to the T, right? Definitely. Uh, Raise money. They, you know, maintain and build trails constantly. That wasn't happening in trail running. And so the first thing I did was we had someone come, and train about 30 people to be trail leaders, and to go on and lead these crews, and to help trail runners give back, maintain trail, and build new trail, and and gain respect in in our in Georgia uh, with the parks and the Forest Service. And you know I think we accomplished that. And you know when we apply for a race permit, uh, you know they understand that we give back to there, and they auto, you know they have no trouble. In, in georgia giving us a permit
0: definitely talk about uh, building trails uh do you only build tra- trails around georgia or or would you come to alabama if, I, if we have to request I, you
1: i would come anywhere if there's a group willing to spend the day on the trails i am all for it and but you know mostly i think to date we've probably built about 15 miles of trail in in georgia so uh but I am all for like Alabama. Um, if anyone ever needs, you know, come and we, you know, build a section also so have still have people to the house and I'll do a trail leader day and I give them a book on trail solution and maintenance. And that way they can study and, you know, go back uh, to the area they live in and, and start, you know, giving back. Cause you know, if you're, if you're going to use them, you got to work them, you, you know, and that's, that's really the end of it.
0: And also maintain them. I think man- maintaining those trails. That,
1: it's easy to build a trail. It's super hard to maintain.
0: Yeah.
1: Like to fall, you, you know, rocks like to slide. You know, I learned that very quickly when I thought I just built this trail and the, and the trail was built. And it it the maintenance on this section of trail still is unbelievable, you know.
0: Definitely, yeah, but we, we do have a really uh, great trail system, and some of, the, some of the trails are maintained by the city, foundations, and uh, also the state park, they maintain them, and we we go out and help once in a while, and like I said, like you said, we built some sections and parts of it, so, but but it's still, you know, it's continuously, the earth is moving continuously, so, you know, yeah. so.
1: And, you know, early on, a lot of hiking group, you know, just doesn't they don't know what to think about ultra trail runners. Right. And and I think when you're working alongside and, you know, everyone finds out they have more in common, you know, these groups and departments like parks and recs and state park you know, they understand that, you know, you're care just about as much as, as about these lands as they do. And, and a, a form of respect happens at that point
0: definitely uh one of the thing uh I do have a lot of listeners who are not trail runners uh, and uh, one of the things I' like to mention uh to them that that uh trail running and running in trail is just not only running on trail like like what you mentioned, mentioning taking care of it uh because you know it's uh it's not like a road so so <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, it really requires a lot of, of maintenance <laughs> <laughs> let's
0: uh let's shift the topic a little bit uh talking about uh, Uh, your races. uh, You put in a lot of races. Uh, Tell us about some of the races. You mentioned that a little bit earlier. Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: So we do a 100 miler in Virginia in September. The Yeti 100 mile endurance run and it's run on a rail to trail, uh, point to point. Starts in White Top and uh, ends in Abington. It goes uh, it's kind of an out and back but ends in a different starting point. And perfect first 100 miler. It's scenic it has 120 trestle crossings and it's just tucked into a beautiful area and we also do uh the yeti snake bite will be the fifth year for this race it's at the end of august in georgia and it it tries to kill everyone on the course because it's 90 degrees with 90 percent humidity (laughs) but the race also produces a lot of first-time ultra runners which i'm i'm very proud of if you run your first ultra in august in georgia uh, nothing can hold you back ever. You know Definitely. And then we do. Uh, we have a couple of pop up races. You know, just as we like to change. Last year we did a a seven eleven hour run where the whole race was themed after the convenience store seven eleven. We only allowed you to eat things that you could find at the seven eleven, and we brought out a alcoholic slushy machine. So people have a lot of fun. And then we we do a uh, free event at my at my home called the Yeti spaghetti every year. I think this will be the fifth year and we always, and we just do pop-up races, uh, throughout the year. We'll you know, keep the numbers down to, you know, 150 people and, uh, you know, just have a good time And we always do an ultra beer mile. Uh, it, it's not a mile. It's more like six miles. <laughs> and, uh, you run off trail up the biggest hills behind my house and power lines and, uh, you cross rivers, and it, it's a really fun time.
0: Definitely. Uh, all these races are listed on your website, or how does that work?
1: They're listed on Yeti Trail Runners, uh, dot com. and uh, if anyone wants to join our private Facebook group, we uh, just search Yeti Trailrunners on Facebook, and uh, we offer discounts to the races. And, uh, you know, we also always, um, you know, if, if things are happening in your life they you know you lost your job or all this you know you can always uh send us an email and we'll give you a free entry. We you know believe that you know we need we need to take care of the community and um and you know we believe that you know just because you know you may you lost your job we, we think it's good to get out and run a race and and just feel normal again and and feel like part of the part of the community
0: the more I more I talk to you more I uh, learn about 8080 80 running uh, I realize it's it's built around the community the member the people that run and and be part of it it sounds like
1: Absolutely I I people come up to me and they say I love your race and I go you know it, it's not mine if if it wasn't for the you know everyone that runs our race that becomes part of the community they are what makes the race fun
0: you, you know
1: they they are everyone involved with the yetis that's who make the yetis not not Jason green
0: yeah definitely that's what it sounds like and uh that's one of the thing I learned uh, t- uh talking to I run far uh, uh, Megan Hicks uh, she was talking about how some of this great trail run and trail races are built around the community and that's I think that's what you're that's what you're yeah. trying to do and that's what you're yeah. doing so
1: now we we don't now, we don't like to use the word community. We like to use the word cult. We got very cultish <laughs> behavior. So uh, I think there's about 33 people with the Yeti tattoo and, uh, you, you know, so.
0: Tell us about the Yeti tattoo. I've heard a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, so a long time ago, uh, there was this band, like Rocket from the Crypt. And, like, if you got their tattoo, you got into any show for free, Right. And so when I started Yeti Trail Runners, you know, I said, "Oh, this will be a funny joke. If you get a Yeti tattoo, you get into any race for free, right?" Thirty people later, here we are. Like I didn't imagine thirty people would do it, but you know, they they call themselves the Yeti Army, and uh, you know, they and they are all inspirational and and spread the good word of uh, of trail running. You know, so it, it's been quite a. Uh, the goal is for me to one day host a completely free race with people with tattoos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, there is a there is a what do you call a future for those of you who uh, have a tattoo and like to run ultra. So
1: we will we will welcome you in with open arms. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, talk about the race. Uh, you went from uh, absolutely not running a trail to ultra running and hosting events like that. What does it take you to do that? And why? Why did you decide to be uh, run a uh, create a race and events, and uh, tell us about that a little bit?
1: So you know, like I was saying earlier, I was running these races, uh, but you know, I felt like there was some something missing. You know, like a spark of community building and, and just a lot more emphasis on fun. And, You know, a lot of the languages of the races when I started were like, you know, if you don't make it here by eight hours, you know, we're going to pull you. You know, it's this very, you know, and and I understand, you know, in some races, you need that when you're in remote areas. Right. But these races were held in state parks. And and I said, you know, like, let's let's take it off. Like, if you look at my site at the snake bite, there's no cutoff time. There, there's absolutely no cutoff time. We, we want you to have a great experience. You, you know, and, and that's why I started doing races. I wanted to change the experience for the participant and I want them to be happy and I want people to achieve the goals that they have. And trust me, I've sat at the finish line for 16 hours waiting on a 50 miler. And guess what? Last year, uh, she won a hundred mile race. So, those kinds of things, you know, just send people onto onto greater things. So we kind of change the language a little bit, you know. At our hundred miler, unfortunately, we have to have a cutoff due to our permit restrictions with the uh, Forest Service.
0: So definitely, I'll uh, look for the races. If you don't need a cutoff time, or you need a you know longer run. races to yeah. run, some 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 yeah. of those races, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Think, Mike. We we are in it for you. You know, and and that's what I stand at the finish line, and and that's what I want you to finish this thing. I, you, you know, there's a lot of races out there that are tough as hell, and they tell you they're not gonna, you're not gonna finish. You know, I want you to. I that's all I want you to do. And if 200 people enter my race for the 100, what you know, whatever it is, I order 200 buckles in hopes that every single person. We'll get there, and I will hand them a buckle. And, and I'm the biggest cheerleader of anyone, and I think anybody who runs my races knows that I'm on course, rooting and cheering you on, and I want you to be at the finish line. You, you know.
0: Definitely. Uh, tell us about uh, some of the things you do. Um, uh, what is your difficult thing for you uh, to do whatever you do day in and day out as a as a, as a cult leader, a race director, a runner? Uh? So.
1: Day in, day out, I have two, uh, two girls, uh, 12 and 10. And, uh, you know, we, we try to strike balance. Uh, you know, it, it's very hard as a family. And when, you know, your passion is ultra running and, you know, you leave on a Saturday and you have to go out for a six, seven hour run, you, you know, so we try, this is the, the difficulty is, is balancing, you know, family time with, pursuing our passions you you know as uh, the girls also have different passions you know violin swimming volleyball so you you know we try to write out a schedule where everyone pursues what their passion is And, and things get difficult and things overlap sometimes and I'm you know over the years uh sometimes can't start a race because you know, I need to go to a violin recital and support my ten-year-old daughter, and, and I, I think that's fine. And sometimes I show up at races a little undertrained because we have a big family month, and, and you know, I just you know this, but this is important. And uh, and I think the difficulty, and I I see a lot of families uh, at the races and and people who have families, and I know what they go through. You, you
0: know, very difficult. Definitely, uh, yeah. I have a girls too, and uh, you know, I try to do balance like you. Uh, I don't direct any races, but I do a lot of other things for running and running community full time job. Uh, try to do be part of the family during the weekdays and weekends i'm gone <laughs> you know yeah, a lot yeah. of weekends i'm not here you know you know beginning of the year it was really busy so try to spend more time during the summer hopefully so but i got my training you know that's that's the problem here is for you is not only you got to train for your races now you gotta uh, you know try to create the put on, race put on the races and stuff so it,
1: and i work a full-time job also so uh, you know through the through the week you know it a balancing act but you know we've learned to kind of look at the calendar and and situate and you know see what's really important and uh you know sometimes the uh the wife and kids want to come with me and support me and uh you know I I think now it's just wherever the destination is I'm running you know there you know early on my kids you know all referred to me as Frankenstein it's because you know They'd be in an aid station in the middle of the woods, and and their dad would come out of, of the tree line, walking like Frankenstein, and not making any sense. You know, rah, rah. <laughs> that's how. <laughs> so, so. You know, uh, they if the destination is is uh you know as long as there's a pool at the hotel they're they're in to go with. Them.
0: Definitely, that's <laughs> and that's what I do too. Just drag them to a place and, and tell them just stay in a hotel or come come by once in a while or come at the fitness line. Yeah, that's, uh, if you can. So <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it. They get a, they get a kick out of it, and um, so and you know. um, Over this ultra running thing, my children have gained a a big respect of the outdoors and public lands, and uh, they pitch in and help on the trails, and they like to help out the races, and, uh, you know, they've they've grown to really love uh, being outdoors because of ultra running. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of positives there, too.
0: Definitely, tell us about uh, what motivates you uh, to do whatever you do you have mentioned several times about your community your call what is what is the motivation beyond that for you?
1: you know i I don't know it it's really um ultra running is like skateboarding and I have no choice but to do it it's it's like my soul tells me to do this, and i i must do it. I am not motivated by uh, finishing a race or anything. I—it I, just kind of call inside my soul, and, and I must do it. And and it makes me, you know, feel really happy and that I'm fulfilling, you, you know, what I what I need to do.
0: Definitely. Uh, tell us about how many races have you done since your early first the Mississippi. Hey, hey maybe 80 85 80 85 do you yeah. keep, do you keep a track of they they're all ultra distance races marathons and how do you do that?
1: yeah i i don't keep track i but i would i would assume eighty, eighty-five. 80 yeah, 85 you know um i i don't you know i don't really i pick races uh Sometimes because of the RD location, the the age of the race, you know. So um, yeah, I don't really uh, keep track much anymore. You know, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you my fifty k, fifty mile PRs at all. You, you know.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I keep I keep in track of everything. Yeah, marathons I, I, and ultra distance uh, because I'm trying to get to hundredth.
1: Oh yeah. I I I I don't know where I'm at. So and uh, sometimes I I I can kind of see where I'm at when I'm opening up, getting a pair of socks in the morning, and I'm getting on low. <laughs> I see all the junk that I get at the end of this race. You, you know what I mean?
0: So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or it's, if you if you uh, signed up through Ultra Sign Up, they're all there, so not to worry about that.
1: I, I think at one point in my life. Uh, you know, races started only giving out these finisher pint glasses.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: at one point in our house, that's the only glassware we had. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I have a collection race, of those,
1: too. By the amount of finisher pint glasses I had in the cabinet.
0: Definitely. Uh, what is the furthest have you traveled for the race?
1: Um, Orcas Island. I uh, traveled from, to uh, Orcas Island for a race to to run a 50K. Where is that? Uh, right off the coast of uh it's Washington State.
0: Gotcha. Uh what is and, the most beautiful race have you done?
1: You know, I would say I think Miwok Hundred K was a very spectacular race for me and, and the fact that, you know, I live in this east coast very forested area and suddenly I was running through this beautiful single track through redwoods, uh through the headlands overlooking the, the Golden Gate Bridge, uh along Myrrh Beach, Pirates Cove, you know, and then coming into the stunning view of Stinson Beach and Mount Tam. Uh, it, it was a beautiful race, and I, I enjoyed it, and it was spectacular. And uh,
0: where's this uh, race at?
1: It's uh, right outside of San Francisco in, in Stinson Beach, but it, it's a very spectacular race because I get to see a lot of of things that you know I I don't get to see here, like redwoods, running through huge redwoods, and you, you know, seeing that mountains to sea kind of come together is incredible you you know
0: definitely i just did a um, big sir marathon a road marathon so kind of that area was beautiful too i saw a lot of trails but i didn't get to run any trails but
1: (laughs) it's beautiful i yeah and and i think it's just you know i think when sean and i go and do trans rockies the the photos you, you know just so different than what i run day to day you, you know, so.
0: So, so, the, uh, leading to transfer hockey, I had a question for you. How's your training going for that? That's like a six days, correct?
1: Six, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I just keep the same, I keep a pretty good base, you know, I, um, some old timers, you know, taught me early on, you know, like, um, so I take a little rest break, uh, from ultra running every year, but also just build a good solid base back and i don't do speed work or any of that i just i build this great solid base and so i keep a pretty good base throughout the year and sometimes i gotta fake my way through a 50 miler but you know i get i get there (laughs) so
0: (laughs) so you do you have to uh train nowadays or like i said you keep the base and then just kind of run the races is that how you do it
1: like, if you keep a good base, you, you pretty much can run any 50k, 50 mile and, and I say that like any, but there's some, you know, when you start getting, we start talking elevation in these 50k and 50 miles and, you know, big elevation, you obviously need to alter your training and get in the hills and start doing some extended climbing. You, you know, but a good base will take you anywhere. And and I, I'm not a coach, but and neither were these people who dispensed advice to me. But <laughs> it, it, it it served me well, and uh, you know, uh, run injury fr- un- injury free for a few years, and uh, you know,
0: what is a good base for you?
1: So, you know, I usually try to hold, a, 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 you know, 35, 40 miles a week,
0: you know. Got gotcha. you. And then
1: I'll spend some, uh, you know, always spend like, you know, do some really eight-hour, nine-hour runs in, in there, you know, you know every couple
0: of weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. That doesn't sound like a base. It just sounds, sounds like a training to me. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> well,
1: well, when you live on trails, you know, it's, uh, you know, you pop out there and you can knock it out. Pretty fast. I mean, I don't do speed work, or you know, I don't train specifically for races. Like like I said, I love to run, and, and like I I haven't turned on my watch in a in a couple years. So you, you know, got run by feel these days, and and. And sometimes I will run with the person an entire race just to have fun with them. Yeah, de-
0: <laughs> definitely. When it comes to race, I'm a lot of time I'm just gone. So till somebody catches me and then, then they leave me again. So <laughs> either I leave them or they leave me. That's how it works for me And in races. But training, I'm just with, I'm usually back the pack, having fun. You know, that's the difference for me, racing versus training. So yeah.
1: I, I don't race anymore. Like I said, I go to these races and I, the goal is to enjoy myself and be able to go to the bar that night and be able to, you know, walk the next week. Okay. So that, that's really my goal. I just, en- I enjoy it so much, now, you know, and just don't put any pressure or time goals. Like I said, I don't even turn my watch on anymore.
0: Definitely. Uh, talk about nutrition other than uh, beer drinking. What are, what are your nu- nutrition plan like? Do you do anything like that, or or you? Uh, just-
1: you know, in a race, um, on the distance, like fifty um, k. You know, I just fuel pretty all day with gels. But and depending on a fifty mile race, like I don't. You know, I I work in craft beer like week to week, month year to year, so for a distributor so you know we have dinners and stuff so my diet is horrible you know <laughs> like my, my, you're you know so i i pretty much just treat it the same in races you know i, I i've been uh, i'll you know if i'm in a 50 mile race and you have hot dogs i'm eating you, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> Definitely. And, and there's been times when I've I've died a couple of times in a race and and have made it to the finish line solely on Coca-Cola. You, you know, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, Coca-Cola is good. Uh, I think, uh, especially uh, getting some uh, caffeine. And I think yeah. I, I I started putting it back to my uh, training or not training and racing diets so or racing hydration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Decided I, not to drink beer during the race though. <laughs>
1: I remember one of you know maybe six years ago or so uh you know the only thing I could kind of hold and hold down you know mm-hmm. calorie wise was Coke, so I decided to fill my bottles with this Coke and I get it like a mile down the trail, and all of a sudden they start you know <laughs> shoot, like defeating the valve of the water bottle and shooting Coke out <laughs> of it. And, and I you know i can I just still remember you know. Two in the morning laughing laughing so much about what you know, what you know, I was just running behind these people and shooting coke out of the box. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, is there a race that you have not run in the past, uh, or you, you like to run, or go back to run some races that you have run?
1: Oh yeah, uh, there's a race, uh, uh, Capital Peak, and it's kind of like a fat ass event in Washington, and uh, it's uh, a 55k, 50 mile, and it's the best people, very chill. You know, the course is it's okay. It's just it it just embodies to me what ultra running is about this, this event. And, uh, you know, it's been going on a long time and, uh, the people are, are amazing. And, uh, so if you're ever out there, like, you know, I, I invite you to run the people that, you know, put on this event are awesome. And yeah, you know, you know, like I said, that. That's one race I always try to do if I can make time for. is Capital P.
0: Definitely, I need to check it out.
1: It's low key, low frills, but it's good friends and good fun, and, and you, you, you can't ask for much more than that. You, you know.
0: <laughs> Definitely, I really need to venture outside Alabama and uh, Georgia's border line to go all. Hold- Run the ultra distance. Um, I kind <laughs> of. You know,
1: I, I now I do love some uh, Chiha 50k. I think that is a, a, a scenic as hell race in Alabama. Mm-hmm. You, you know that time of year. Definitely. You know.
0: Yeah. Are you set to run Pinhata this year or?
1: I am not. Um, uh, my wife ixnade me for a couple years of running 100 just because you know the bumping mileage and you know being gone. No. So she was like, told me to take two years off. <laughs> from going along, so I'm still in my uh, band stage from the hundreds. So uh, you know that's it. Only only fifty milers and fifty k.
0: Yeah, definitely. My family every time I finish hundred milers they think that I should not run any more hundreds and stay with only fifty k <laughs> or marathon. <laughs> they don't. They don't like to see me suffer through, and they have to uh, carry me around and. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's very hard. It's very hard for for people. You know, I I I had to use my uh, trekking poles to to be able to take a poop in the morning. <laughs> you know, I mean, and my wife was like, you know, what what would ever think, you know, cause you to think that this is okay. You yeah. know, she. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm married to someone who has these <laughs> trekking poles to take a poop.
0: In <laughs> <You know? laughs> it definitely. They after I ran my first hundred, they they actually bought me a cane. So, I, so <laughs> they still bring it. every time I run hundred. They bring me those. That's part of my what do you call <laughs> my my hundred mile re- running gear to this day. So
1: it works. It's, it's so it's I. And, and believe you, we, you might get down the road and, and you, you know, and I, I think there's some video she shot of me to pull back out when I, when, when the ban is lifted. <laughs> <You> know, <so. laughs> uh,
0: definitely. Jason, we, uh, we talked a lot about running ultra running and looks, it seems like we can talk forever. Uh, before we uh, finish our interview, I just want you to uh, put a um, word out there for you for how to join the join your call or community <laughs> or ultra uh, 80, 80 running, 80 running. Um, go ahead and uh, put that word out for that. One. OK,
1: uh, you can find this. Uh at yetitrailrunners.com, and you can also search Facebook at uh, Yeti Trailrunners and join the group and like our page, and you'll find the link there. And um, that's how you can find us. We don't charge a membership. Uh, you know, we just you know hope that you like what we do and want to help us continue to do what we do.
0: And you're ba- basically based off uh, Georgia, Atlanta area?
1: Yep. Uh, we actually lately we i think we have about members well, i think we have about 36 states represented as of late so uh we kind of spread around the country now
0: that's great um before we uh, uh conclude this interview jason i just want you to give word order advice to people out there take their running beyond their running um what you have done building a community building a trail giving back uh give a word of advice
1: so here's what i think you should think about running i think you should think it's fun and uh i say something uh to myself before races uh just to let me know uh that running is fun as i say you know tie your shoes put on some punk rock and fucking run it i think it it lightens the load and and this is something that you're supposed to have fun with and and remember that that you know getting belt buckles and getting medals and it, it doesn't really matter it's you know do this for you and for fun and, and make some good friends and lifelong friends
0: definitely sounds like great world of advice station uh, thanks for your time hope to run into you or run your race or or meet yep. you um officially meet See, you sometime
1: love to have got to have, well, gotta come up and melt with us in august kind of
0: <laughs> definitely <laughs> we need to run that um, i'm training for all kind of races for the for the fall so I, I need to come and check check your race out. Please. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Hey, thank you. If you have a need to cover your events, from marketing to taking photos, please contact MRuns.com by emailing at marathonruns@gmail.com. at Thanks for listening to another episode of MRuns Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast channel, Voice of Runners, at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and more. And also follow... Our social media channel, Marathon Runs, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.